Observing the night sky is a captivating and enlightening hobby that allows us to connect with the vast universe that surrounds us. Each month brings new opportunities to explore the wonders of the night sky. Hello, I'm Sinead Mannion and welcome to Cosmic Corner, our February edition. I'm joined today but with Graeme Sales and Paul Evans. So say hello, boys. <laughs> Hiya. Hello, how are you? Very good. I should have said actually that uh, Paul is, Paul Evans is from the Irish Astronomical Association in Northern Ireland and Graeme and myself are from Connemara Astronomy Club in Galway. Thank you for joining us today. So we've a lot to talk about, so I'll start if that's okay. So we're going to talk about an event that is coming up, well, nearly 100 events that are coming up in um, in March. So from the 9th of March, the 16th of March, 2024, will be Irish Astronomy Week. This is the second year that this is happening. And last year was a, a really, really, really successful week. There was events all over Ireland, north and south. And um, this year, hope we'd hope to even beat that success. So a couple of examples would be, um, Paul, you're giving a talk, and I'll ask you about that in a minute, but there's going to be an online um, AirSet 1 talk, and that's Ireland's first satellite. There'll be um, lots of library talks. There'll be ones on introduction to astronomy. Somebody's going to be talking about planets and asteroids in Galway. You're going to be building your planospheres in Cork. James Webb Telescope in um, on an online talk from Astronomy Ireland. So there's lots of events coming on. So if you check out the website, irishastronomyweek.ie, that's irishastronomyweek.ie. So Paul, do you want to tell us about your talk quickly? The one you're doing for Yeah, I'm, um, I'm doing two talks at the moment. Oh, um, wow. In Irish Astronomy Week. Um, one, I'm going to um, the library up in Ballycastle, up on the North Coast, and um, just giving them a, a, an overall introduction to amateur astronomy. Lovely. Uh, what, what you can see and how you go about seeing it, starting with a pair of binoculars and a wee telescope, perhaps, and stuff like that. Um, and I'm wow. doing something a bit bigger um, at um, Armagh Observatory and Planetarium, AOP, wow. now. Yeah. And I'm talking there about the total solar eclipse, nature's finest spectacle. Oh, wow. And, um, and I've got a bit more news on that, actually, but. Uh, and, and that I am, um, I'm, I'm going to see the next total solar eclipse um, ah. on the on the eighth of April West. in Canada. Oh wow! Will we have any? Will we have any view of it here at all, Paul? Only very slightly. If you've got a good Western view, uh, there will be a okay. chunk missing from the sun when it sets, but it's only about ten percent of the sun. Oh, okay. Be there. The, the totality goes up across the whole of America. Well, in fact, from Mexico, Texas. Um, then up through the middle of America and into Canada. Um, I'm going to see it at Niagara Falls. Oh, wow. Uh, two reasons, really. One is that I've never been to Niagara Falls, you know, so <laughs> it's a good uh, opportunity to do that as well. The other thing is we looked at um, going to America before, and the trouble is with, with, with America um, is that all the motels and everything where the totality is, they, they kind of stick the arm in, you know, and put the prices oh, up. Of course, yeah. But in, in Canada, we booked hotels for just the usual price. That's you fantastic. Know, and, you know, and I thought, well, that's, that's good. You know, we'll, we'll support them. Fantastic. Well, and, we, and I we have, can't... And we have friends and family in Canada as well, and they're joining us. So it's... Uh, yeah. Oh, lovely. So it'll be a good, a good little trip. But, fantastic. Uh, yes, we can't you know, wait to hear all about it when you come back. We might do, um, you might do a podcast when you're there, maybe. Oh, could, absolutely, yeah, good. That would yeah. be amazing, yeah, I'll have, brilliant. I'll have a, you know, I'm sort of, I'm trying to slim down 
I need to make smaller my sort of camera stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not into lugging 10 inch telescopes around anymore. Oh, goodness. No. (laughs) No, definitely Um, not. So so I've got a little camera with quite a long lens on it and a solar filter for it. That will do for the the eclipse. Fantastic. Brilliant. So, yeah, so that's Irish Astronomy Week. Our event, um, Graeme, will be um, Declan Holmes of Science Ireland, and he's going to do a talk on the um, tour of the solar system. And we're also going to be hosting um, the AirSat talk from UCD on Zoom. So really looking forward to that. So check out the website, irishastronomyweek.ie. It's going to be brilliant. There is um, events all over Ireland and anybody listening out there who would like to give an event or like to do a talk or do an observing night with their local club or their local primary school or secondary school or um, whatever groups you're in, um, email on the Irish Astronomy Week website and I'm sure they'll be happy to um, accommodate your event and put it on the website. So that's what's happening down on Earth. So what's going on up above, lads? Well, um, now this is a great time of year. If you if you get clear skies this time of year, and we haven't been too lucky with that. This no. <laughs> um, but uh, once you do, when you do, they're great. And uh, um, the biggest part of it for me is Orion. Um, when I first got into space and everything in 1968, it was Christmas, and that was Apollo 8 happening then over Christmas. Oh, and, lovely. And I, got, and I was given by Santa um, Patrick Moore's Observer's Book of Astronomy, and I, there, and I went out, and, and there was Orion. That's what you see at that time of year. Oh wow! And, and it's still here now. It, 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 as soon as really it gets dark um, in the southeast, there is Orion. Um, it's belt, it's shoulders, it's two bright stars at its two corners: Betelgeuse, which is red; Rigel, which is blue. Um, keep an eye on the two of them because Betelgeuse is a variable star, and some say. It's on the verge of exploding, are you going supernova? That's that, that thing that happens where, where there is no more fuel, and so there's no more energy pushing it outwards, but there's lots of gravity pulling it back inwards, and it all just collapses and goes big bang. Now, they say that's fairly imminent, but unfortunately we are talking cosmic timescales here. Okay. So, so, that, so that really means sometime in the next million years. But it, okay. you know, it could be tomorrow. Some if, people if worry does... a bit about whether that would do us any harm. Yeah. If it does happen, Paul, I assume we'd see an extremely bright light for a while. We would. It would be roughly the same brightness as the full moon, so visible in daytime wow. as well as night, Excellent. casting shadows at night. Um, and, and do, um, do you know yeah. how, long, how long that might go on for? How, how long it would have Several been? weeks, we think. Okay. Oh, we wow. don't see many of these things, so we don't really know. But, uh, you know uh, um, but, but supernovas go on for a few weeks and then they fizzle out. Um, so uh, that would be an exciting thing to see. It is just about far enough away that we'll be all right, you know. It's a, okay. It's it's about six hundred odd light years away, Betelgeuse. There's still oh. a bit of argument about exactly how far away it is, but uh, <laughs> um, if it was say Sirius, which is eight light years away, and that blew up, we could lose our atmosphere. Oh my goodness! But, okay. But, um, and consequently. <laughs> game over you know yeah yeah completely. <laughs> um, yeah. but but Betelgeuse is far enough away that it would merely be very spectacular so it may happen so that's, after, a, that's after, sort of, yeah. uh, sorry Paul after Betelgeuse um explodes and we have the bright light for a while um then I, I assume the the uh, what's left of Betelgeuse will reduce to something quite small we, oh it, it, yes it, it'll collapse we'll down yeah that? collapse oh. down into a pulsar probably so, so will we be able to see the kind of the 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 the, the, what is it, the kind of parallelogram of, of of Orion that we see now? 
Well, we still have the four stars. No, it, it, it'll have a bit missing. It'll have oh, a bit okay. missing, but there will be a nebula there. Like, so if you take, okay. for example, the Crab Nebula, which is not that far away from Orion, actually, up at the top end of Taurus, um, that is a supernova remnant of a star that exploded in 1054 AD and was recorded wow. by Chinese astronomers at the time. Um, and that was a bright star visible in the daytime for weeks. Wow. Um, and, and Betelgeuse would be kind of like that. Um, and you do need quite a good scope to see the Grab Nebula now. It's... So, so, so a, a supernova just leaves, it just disintegrates when it was there? Yeah, yeah. The, there's a remnant there that glows for a long time. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll see it when it happens. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, okay. Um, now, one of the things, actually, I mean, I, I, I am just talking about Ryan, really, which has been my focus for the moment um i bought myself a little present at christmas and it's one of those things where sometimes technology just makes a big step forward and it's not that anything dramatic happens but just that somebody clever takes lots and lots of ideas and puts them all in one box oh brilliant <laughs> and, and and this is what i got now for not really huge amount of money i mean i know it's you know it'd be a lot of money to some people but um, i bought a sea star s50 and a sea star s50 is a little box about a foot tall and you know a few inches round like the size of a shoe box say okay and um you put it down and what it got in it it's got a gps a compass a spirit level um a computer with a map of all the stars in it um, and a little telescope and the camera. Wow. You control this whole thing by Wi-Fi from your phone and it knows where it is. So it knows which, it knows what time it is. It knows which way to point to find certain things. So you, and it, will, it will actually recommend certain things to you to look at. It does, it does the sun, the moon, the planets. It's not so good at the planets because the telescope doesn't magnify a lot, but it's okay. good at sort of galaxies and nebulas and things like that. And you just put it down for 10 or 20 minutes and it takes pictures of anything in the night sky. It's, uh, it syncs itself up to the Earth's rotation, so it's following them in the, in, in the lens and um, just takes pictures. Now, I've done all this the hard way, you know, for about uh, 20 years. And yeah. boy, it's hard. And I think yeah. some, some, some of the guys are sort of saying, well, guys, this is too easy, you know, this is for kids. Yes. But actually, you know, for people like me that... that just can't pick up a 10-inch telescope and yeah. pull it out into the garden anymore and all that sort of thing. I haven't got time and, I, you know, um, mm -hmm. I just I just take this thing outside. I put it outside. I can go inside if I like because the Wi-Fi still works on my phone. Um, and um, and it starts taking pictures for me and they're great. So I I want them. one. You have to know, send that to me. <laughs> I want one. So what's it called? A C-Star S50. Called a C-Star S50. And there's a few, so, there's a few other yeah. models, but that seems to be the one that's got it right you know that, that okay. you can that there are other ones that are thousands of pounds and they are better of course they are but you know that's a yeah um, this is a few hundred pounds and so it's not well it sounds know. amazing for a few hundred pounds oh my god it is, yeah, yeah. people spend wow. that on the phone easily you know so that's so true oh my god graham you know now what to get me <laughs> how versatile is the camera Paul? it's well it, it's it's one of those things that it does what it does now you can actually use it um, terrestrially as a telephoto lens and I've actually seen great pictures of birds and trees and stuff. Oh, wow. You know, 
Um, so it's so it is. It's 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 versatile. It's its exposure range is magnificent. Okay. Because 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 it will do the sun with a filter, it will do the full moon and it will just get it right, um, and it will do stars and it will do nebulas and things. It just works it all out for itself. It's, it's so it's, a, it's, auto, it's totally automatic, is it? Yep. Wow. Yep. It, yep. You okay. can influence it. You can you know you can refine it, make adjustments to it from your phone because and they keep adding more and more. It's another good thing about it. It's, most things you buy them and that's it. And this one keeps getting better because they upgrade the firmware every couple of weeks. You know, it's a... Wow. Wow. Oh my God. So, so, so well. it's good. I'm having a lot of fun with it. A <laughs> couple of other things going on in, in sort of space. Um, Artemis. With Artemis, this is the moon. The moon you, you know that I came to talk to you guys in, you know, I came to talk to you guys in November about Artemis. Yeah. Yes. But you yes. forget all that now because it's all changed. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, really? Oh, no. Well, 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 the, well, the general, you know, the general plan is the same, but they've really sort of rejigged the whole timetable. So we were hoping Artemis 2 would go sometime this year, but it's actually going to go sometime next year, which means that Artemis 3 that will actually land. Um, we're now looking into 2026 for that, not next year. So it's it's one of those things. This is not the 1960s, yeah, where, where you just did cavalier stuff with health and safety that you know um, that is actually terrifying to consider now. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so no, this has got to be exactly right, guys, because you know we want we want it to work first time. So the timetables are slipping um, quite. And is, is this quite, common in in big projects? Obviously. Oh yeah, because this it? is the very cutting edge of. Uh, yeah. you know, I know we've been to the moon before, but yeah. this is going. This is going to the south pole of the moon, which is much wow. harder than the equator. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, because you have to go through hoops to actually go to the moon, and then get into a different orbit around the moon. Oh so yes, on, yes. On the, on the south pole, so it is hard, and so that's uh, you know, and I suppose um, it's. A good time to just remind ourselves, Graham. Do you want to mention this? That this particular week traditionally hasn't been a good one for NASA. Oh, you mean you mean um, historically? Historically, yes, indeed. Yeah. I mean, going back to you know 1967 and um, and, and the Apollo One fire. You know, that was yeah, that, was, that sure. was this that was this week. No yes. way! Wow. Space is, then, space, is, space is generally very tricky though isn't it and it is it's, it's all many, dangerous many and accidents yeah. over the years like i guess yeah. um uh, uh, really the nasa it's it's terrible for nasa if they're if they have an accident that is, that is you know, it's a fatality yeah. with, with humans maybe not machines aren't particularly important but, but if it's a and human then, fatality it's terrible that's sure. it and then also this week um in 1986, we lost the Challenger space shuttle um, yes, yes. by up 73 yes. seconds in. Yes. O-ring leaked, yes. fire, set fire to the fuel tank, and bang! That was that. I mean, do you? Yeah. Do you oh, obviously, I was only a child, but do you two remember a Challenger? Do you remember oh, yeah. that? Challenger very well. Yeah, it must have been yeah. devastating to see it live on telly, just uh, people sure. dying. My God. Yeah. Now, probably not many people saw it live. Because, oh, thank God. because 1986, there was not 24-hour news TV that we take for granted now. But, but I actually was, um, I remember vividly, I was listening to Steve Wright in the afternoon, believe it or not, when he was on Radio uh -huh. 1. Radio 1, and, yeah. I, and I had driven up to London from my parents' house in Woking, sorry, um, to put the deposit on my first flat. Oh, my goodness. And I did that, and I came home, yeah. and my mum said to me, the space shuttle's blown up. 
And I go, oh, right. And they, I've still got on a videotape somewhere the Newsnight special that they did at very short notice. To, and it was you know it was top quality journalism for for like now yeah yeah and uh, but uh, yeah that was a tragedy and they had an inquiry and they um they learned a lot of lessons from that and they built another space shuttle endeavor yeah. of spare parts and stuff and they carried on yeah. um, unfortunately this week again in 2003 they lost the space shuttle columbia on re-entry it broke up yes oh my god they they better change um, their launch weeks from now on. It, well, that's right. They, yeah, I don't luck. think I don't think they do much in that, in that week anymore. But no, certainly. And they not. nearly now that what the what the inquiry said then was that the space shuttle was intrinsically dangerous and it must be stopped. And For both, was this Columbia and Challenger? Yeah, after after Columbia, okay. they, they, right. uh, um, President George W. Bush commissioned an inquiry and they said this is dangerous. Stop doing it. And George W. Bush, now, you can take or leave the man, but he did something fairly brave, I think, um, in that he said, now, is there a way that we can keep the space shuttle going under conditions of extreme safety, which is what they should have been doing in the first place? Of course, yeah. Uh, um, so that we can get the International Space Station finished. Yeah. Because otherwise we lost the space station at that point. Yeah, that's true. Um, and that's what they did. They had these missions, and you remember that they, they, um, they, when the space shuttle arrived at the space station, they made it do a backflip so they could photograph all of the bottom of it to make sure that tiles hadn't fallen off and stuff. Like oh my that. goodness! <laughs> oh my god! That's what went wrong with you know, um, with Columbia. Oh my god! The bits were damaged on the way up, and oh of course, when they came to land, it just burnt off one wing. Of course. And Graeme, yeah. do you remember these? Um, I mean, obviously, I remember Columbia, but do you remember Challenger? Do you remember that I happening? Do, I, I do, I do, and um, and kind of Apollo. I not just the detail gets a bit vague for me over the years. Of but course, yeah, I, I do, and I, I just, I just um, recall hearing um, that the, 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 uh, the, the mission's been aborted or it's failed, and you, you just think, or whatever the vernacular is that NASA use. Yes, <laughs> uh, that's strange terminology they use. Yeah, you probably, have to, you probably remember some of the some of the words yourself, Paul. Yeah, um, to dis to describe a, 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 a disastrous mission. Um, terrible, terrible. But you know what I remember was... from Columbia was they kept sort of, you know, they were going UHF com check, UHF yes, com yeah. check, and then yeah. and nothing came back because oh, they were gone. God, it's so so sad. It just goes to show the the dangers people put themselves through, and you know it is amazing. These people are so incredibly brave. But this this project that you put together, yeah, and everything everything relies on these on these 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 few minutes as, as it's launching. Yeah. Or, or, oh yeah, and and it, and it, it's gone, it's gone, it's it, it's seconds. It, it's, oh my god, yeah, what what is such a shame. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. So it's that's that's this week in history. Anyway, that uh, yeah. there's one other thing has happened this week actually, just the last few days um, that we've had a it's, it's a it's a failure of a mission of sorts, but it was a tremendous success really. And that's the Mars rover. Um, do you remember the, the Mars rover took a little drone with it? A little oh, drone, yeah, helicopter. Yeah. And, and they yeah. actually started, for the first time, started flying a helicopter around on Mars. Oh, wow. And now, Ingenuity, it was called, the drone. And, and, oh. um, and, and it was supposed to do five experimental flights to see if it can be done. And it actually, you know, it, it went up and it did 72 successful missions, taking photographs of <laughs> wow. Mars and, and, the, and the lander from above. Um, but unfortunately, this week it broke a rotor 
drones here as well, you know, and uh, um, and after 72 successful missions out of five intended, um, wow. it's, it's, it's no longer uh, a goer. So you can't knock that, really, can you? So, or, or IP ingenuity. Sorry, Graham. Paul, do you know how how dense the atmosphere is on Mars compared to that of? Oh, it's it's very very undense. It's about one percent. I think it's about one percent or something like that. So oh, this wow. this rotor must yeah. be must be really flying around in order to give it yeah. lift. Yeah, high 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 revs to grab the air and grab. Huge, of course, yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah, but uh, it's and it's not it's not very heavy. Now it does help that Mars gravity is one third of ours. That's true. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know, but it still has mass the same. Um, yeah. Actual, you know, the, the, and the force pulling big, it down is less. Yeah. How big of a drone is it? Would it be like a one? I, I'm not sure actually. No, I've I've just seen pictures of it. Go, yeah, it's obviously yeah. quite big because it needs to, to yeah. grab that that air as best it can. But yeah, so, yeah good question. Hmm. Okay. Um, good. So what else is going on up there? What else is going on now? Just. Couple of things I'm going to talk about very briefly that leads into something else. That, uh, and that that is, there's a bit of a dance of the planets going on in the morning. In that Venus, Mars, and Mercury are all a little bit away from the sun. But this is not a good place to be looking for it. It's one of those things. The angle of the ecliptic. Okay. And that is to say that the the angle of the plane of the solar system, starting with the sun means that these three planets in the morning are very low close to the horizon and you won't yeah. get them. you won't get them now i think, oh. I think they're slightly, sort of slightly, you know, below, slightly below the horizon well yeah they're, 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 they are above but by the time they get above enough that you'll see them the sun's up that's, okay. so you can't see them anyways yeah. right yeah. Oh. And, and that actually also applies the other way that we're we're losing saturn and neptune in the evenings Oh, yeah, okay. it's just about see Saturn now, but it's quite close to sun uh, sunset. Yeah, um, and and likewise Neptune disappears into the same thing. Um, so the only two planets you can really see Jupiter, which is obvious. I mean, it's just it's very high, bright, it's quite high, big bright yeah. high in the evening sky. And to the left of it, you'll need a telescope at least, or maybe binoculars will do it. Um, you can, with the help of a star chart, you can find Uranus as well. It's not very far from from Jupiter. Oh wow! Okay, this has an up. A sort of an upside to it that if the angle of the ecliptic in the morning is very shallow then it follows that the angle of the ecliptic in the evening is very steep so you've and, great visibility and yeah so what that means yeah. now the moon phases this month are it's the, the full moon is the snow moon on the 24th um some people just say it's the full moon they're all full moons yeah yeah <laughs> uh, um, but 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 um north american indian mythology calls it the snow moon yeah the one just gone is the wolf moon but the one coming up is the snow moon um and that means now when you look the new moon is the eighth but so on the ninth you've got a fairly good opportunity to see a very thin moon just as soon as the sun has set if you look don't even look at this if the sun is in the sky yeah of course you know, but, but if you start scouting around with a pair of binoculars um, you might see a very thin moon on the 9th and you'll see a less thin moon on the 10th because that, that comes up quite steeply. So it's easy to see. I managed to photograph is, is, uh, a very thin moon, um, 18 hours and 32 minutes old in February a few years ago and I didn't even see it. It's that thin. Wow. But, but I just took photos with a bridge camera where I thought it would be. And of course, you know, you go, you move it around a bit. And eventually, when I examine them after, I go, yeah, there's a really thin moon. 
Wow. Oh, wow. But, That's what you uh, find. You know, so, yeah. So, so 18 hours and 32, I think, is about... Well, Terry told me it was a record from Ireland, but I'm sure, wow. someone's, done, I'm sure someone's done better, really. But uh, um, but that's about as as good as it gets. And the 9th of February is an opportunity. I'm not I'm not sure what the timing is. I haven't looked it up. But uh, yeah. Uh, um, but as soon as the sun has gone down, scout around with binoculars. You might see a thin moon. Tenth. Very good. Tenth. It should be easy. Okay. So there we are. That's good. about all I have to to really say about what's going on. So thank you for listening to um, Cosmic Corner. Stay safe and keep looking up. Yay! (laughs) Thank you for listening to Cosmic Corner, the monthly What's in the Night Sky podcast. This podcast was produced, written and presented by Paul Evans, Graham Sales and Sinead Mannion.